Oh, it's been a while since I've been in here. Oh, there we go. Oh, I pushed that button twice. Uh, Inkside CITR 101.9 FM. This is the radio show where we talk about comics, and I ask them to prepare in advance my guests to make sure they could hear in the headphones. And Brandon, can you hear us now, Brandon? Not really, but whatever. There's little knobs there that have numbers on them. <laughs> okay, we're, we're cool. We're cool? <laughs> I don't think we are. My guest this week is Jen Vaughn. Thank you for coming in, Jen. Thank you, Rob, and thank you, Brandon. Look at this. You're a pro. You're already, like, ready, and you have headphones on, and you can hear us. <laughs> Brandon couldn't. I have a, for mature readers, issue of Appleseed I was going through, so, you know, we've got priorities here. I also reminded Brandon that uh, Eclipse, who created Apple, or who published Appleseed, went under a, they went out of business after they created those uh, cartoonist baseball trading cards back in 1992. Were they doing that right at the same time as serial killer trading cards? I believe it's all the baseball cards. No, no, it's the... Well, didn't Kitchen Sink also did trading cards in the mid-90s? They were like the, the jazz singers? Or well, they did a bunch of stuff. I guess I don't they did know. ashtrays. They did shots. Like, um, <laughs> oh, it's. Do you ever read the interview with uh, Kevin Eastman from the Comics Journal? Yes, for my uh, job. <laughs> <laughs> Jen works at Fantagraphics. Um, and in it, have you read it, Brandon? No. It's basically a big long thing. Gary just wants to know how the hell they could spend so much money on Tundra. Oh yeah, because yeah. he got a tank and a bank vault and. Oh, it's 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 madness. And then it's like Julie Strain. <laughs> <laughs> You don't and, have a tank, Brandon? Huh? Not yet. No tanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he gave a bunch of money to uh, Dennis Kitchen. Um, money to publish the Last of the Tundra stuff and extra money. And somehow Kitchen blew through that money and also bought a fancy car. Um, it's an interesting interview. I, I think Gary Groth got a little giddy in it, in it finding yeah. out all that went wrong. And uh, Yeah, Tundra was kind of amazing. It was just like... It was like a million. It was like someone getting drunk and being like, man, what would you do if you had all this money? <laughs> and that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. Um, Jen has come all the way up from America, the fine <laughs> city of Seattle. How was the bus ride, Jen? It was fantastic. I highly recommend the Bolt bus for everyone's needs. How much did it cost? Like 12 bucks one way and like 15 the other. Jesus. So Plus good. tax. Yeah. Yeah. If you're lucky, you can get the dollar fare. Yeah, I've never done that. That's hot shit. Brandon. No, I'm just wondering. So I'm looking through this Appleseed comic, and I'm wondering if it's creepy. So Dionne, the, the lady uh, E-SWAT cop in this. You realize no one can see what you're uh, pointing at. explaining it. It's, so it's she's, page one. She's <laughs> We're going through all 48 pages. Today. Yeah. So, no, she's got a, in, in one of the ongoing themes in some of the comics is in the background, she always has a stuffed toy of her boyfriend, who's also her partner. And I was wondering, is that creepy to have a, a like a, a stuffed toy of your significant other? Well, you do have that life doll. <laughs> That's totally different. That's not Marion. <laughs> That's Sheila, and she's her own person. <laughs> she likes sushi. Yeah. <laughs> Marion doesn't. Exactly. That's 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 the difference. Um, oh, you guys derailed me. So, <laughs> has Jen to come up, um, talk about her comics. Jen's been a good friend, so hopefully we're not too uh, chummy, chatty, chatty. Maybe I can ask some serious questions in advance. Jen prepared me a list. Oh, my God. I have sassed her about this it. all day. <laughs> of, uh, don't mention it. the scars, Robin. Yeah. I, I just um, knew that the apple seed thing was going to happen, so I thought maybe if you had a list. Uh, including on the list oh is my God. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's like a, a place that doesn't exist for Canadians. Uh, schmoozing. <laughs> uh, Brandon's personal favorite, Ranma. 1.2. Oh my god, I wrote it at like 2 a.m. 
Rumiko Takahashi for the win. Uh, and to finish, SPX question mark rocked balls. It did. It did. We did. Um, I did pass over some Rumiko Takahashi to our friends. Around I, yeah, uh, Mermaid Scar was being passed in Victory Park like it was drugs. Uh huh. That is the good shit. It is. All right, well, what, what questions do you have, Robin? <laughs> um, well, maybe we should kind of get people kind of aware of who you are other mm-hmm. than um, a, a chummy buddy who's called in on the radio show in the past. Uh, some of the stuff you have right now is uh, you brought in the studio with you, uh, Cartosia. Mm-hmm. A uh, 10, so far just 10 issues they have planned? Uh, yes, it's a all-ages comics fantasy anthology. Um, we made a sort of like a D&D style map and then... We split it up into a grid, so each issue we get to investigate a different part of the map. So we'll be continuing other people's stories from issue to issue. That's such a cool idea. It's Isaac Cates and uh, Mike Wenthy came up with it because they were really into map jams. And uh, you can look at it, look it up on Cartosia.com. It's also a Kickstarter. We're super close. Um, but yeah, it's a collaboration uh, at its most difficult and most fun, definitely. One of the things I was wondering about with that, with the map, and is do you guys use a dice to decide who does what part of the map since there's nine parts? Yeah, there's a dice. I think he might have used slips of paper the first time just because it was like 2 a.m. He's like, I got to do this. And um, yeah, it's Wouldn't got a dice be easier? I mean, I'm not there, I don't know, Robin. Robin. That sounds kind of dicey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm about to shut off my own mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm turning the volume down very slowly. That's <laughs> not the, That's just what he'll hear. <laughs> I have that control. Yeah, but I was I was halfway through this, and it was like really cool. I mean, a lot of it's a very basic kind of D and D style mm-hmm. stories, but it was really cool because it did feel like it did make the, it feel like this vast world where all these different things could be happening. Yeah, it's like when you see a map in a book or. In a game you play, it's like you can only have that one narrative going throughout the game. So we're exploring all of the narratives. I'm jealous of this of this idea. Oh well, you. I think you were invited to be a special guest. Nice. And you didn't <laughs> reply to the email. No, I, I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first one has a uh, Dylan Horrocks and John Lewis. I'm nice. a special guest. Second one is Adam Coford and James Kolchaka, and we have many others like Maris Wicks. And I'm just going blank. <laughs> right That's okay. Uh, and Jen's uh, one of her other most recent things is um, Avery Fatbottom, Renfair Detective. Yes. Yeah. Which is being published by, is it Monkey Brain? It's Monkey Brain, yeah. Digital first comic via Comixology. And it's 99 cents an issue. The first one's out, second one's coming. And it is exactly what it sounds like, a mystery that takes place at a Renaissance Fair. Which is also kind of... Fun, I think it's better than this. It's weird that that one's digital because it felt feels like such an indie comic. Oh yeah, it's like a gray scale that I like watercolor. Yeah, yeah. That was a really really fun first issue. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's so a- charmingly nerdy in all the best way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely uh, something I wanted to do for a while, and I was trying to figure out the best way to do it. Um, and I had like a hundred to two hundred pages pe- uh, thumbnailed, and then. Allison saw me perform the first little bit, and she was like, oh, you should do it this way. And I was like, okay. So it'll be in print eventually, once it's done. I really like these Dylan Horrocks pages. In oh, I know. Aren't they great? In Cartosia. We have, uh, I think Brad and I each have our own little uh, respectful comics crush on Dylan Horrocks. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, great. When are we going to... Have you guys met him before? No. Yeah. He's uh, often... I think he lives in New Narnia. Zealand? <laughs> Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I've, God you didn't, you didn't say Middle Earth. We've got this... Huh? Yeah, we've got this broken the hero. The Earth is insane. Are you kidding? <laughs> He's a cartoonist. <laughs> Do you know how much a, a studio costs in the Shire? Yeah. 
I have a friend who lives on Minas Tirith. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> they can barely afford groceries. <laughs> Let alone capes and cloaks and yeah. <laughs> pins to hold the cloaks on. Sorry, am I too loud? No. I <laughs> see you switching buttons. No, 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 I was just turning those off. Yeah. No, no, if I was going to turn you off, it would be like that. Quickly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Um, oh, and I was also in something called Horror Hangover. Oh, yeah. That was a beautiful art show. That was a good show with a bunch of fun people in it, like Joel Rich and... Yeah, Joel Rich, Michael DeForge. Michael DeForge. Not Brandon. Oh, uh, yeah, not Brandon. I was... I Al showed Co- up. Al Columbia. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, show, you did go to the show. I showed up, yeah. And and I think me not doing something allowed Robin to bully me into doing something in his uh, Gossip Girl zine. Which uh, Jen is also in. Which yeah, I mean, which is up at the study group website. Yeah. yeah. Uh, XOXO is the actual name of it. Yeah, I had to watch like a five-minute YouTube clip of Gossip Girl, and that's five—that's my life. I'll never get back. On the it, other I thought, hand, I thought it turned. <laughs> Jen inhaled. I, well, I had to watch the first season to properly write a comic. Oh wait, it was you just did a, a pinup, <laughs> and then I just watched the rest of it because why not? But you know, while inking and doing other stuff, it's more because Kristen Bell's voice as Gossip Girl is so good. Good morning, Upper East Siders. Like, oh, so good. <laughs> Ben Mar knows what I'm talking about. We're yeah. we're all in love with it. Okay, well, <laughs> how, how about another song? Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't Gossip Girl. I'm gonna ruin the show because doesn't Gossip Girl turn out to be like her brother? Uh, it turns out to be the main. Wait, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Spoilers. Listen, if you're if we're ruining Gossip Girl for you, then good. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> Die in your sleep. Yeah. It used to be. It was a book, and when I worked at a basically a Barnes and Noble ripoff in Texas. They um they I had to read it because it the first issue or the first book, uh the chapter one was like, you know, like giving headburns two hundred and twenty calories and they're like, Vaughn, read this and make sure it's not that crazy racy. And it wasn't. Like that was the worst thing in there. So but in the Two hundred and twenty te- you said? That's pretty active to me. Yeah. That's also what are they eating? Work. Like I mean what is the guy eating? I don't know. Anyway <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, the TV show. Uh, uh, the music, <laughs> what was your next song request? Yeah, no, the TV show that turns out to be the main guy who's okay, like in love yeah. with. So how do they how do they justify that in this guy? Oh, it was it, it was kind of a. If we do another Gossip Girl anthology, yes, which I'm, which I'm leaving in the hands of someone else to do, I already told you that. I just don't. If you you know, I'll happily print it. I just don't want to organize yeah um <laughs> they, they can't see your hands yeah <laughs> anyway i'm working on my fringe themed anthology where it's mixing oh. food and the fringe and it's called the fringe binge <laughs> that's actually the name of a web comic i saw the other day which is about one of the characters from the fringe eating her it's a tv show where there's alternate universes and everything and it's all filmed in vancouver which is very fun to watch from lots on campus here at ubc yeah, well, what i liked a lot is the library downtown is their base so it's like oh they have really good french comics at their government base um, <laughs> there's actually uh, a major government office there. On DeviantArt, I saw this guy's comic called government. Fringe Binge, where the person eats her her uh, identical from another universe and gets really fat, and then <laughs> starts eating other characters. It sounds great. It's, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna play another song. Do it. What do you want to hear, Jen? I dare you. The second one. The second one. I gave it, I gave it to you in order. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, we'll be right back. Ink Studs, CITR 101.9 FM. the day and when the sun sinks down it's sunk away and then what do you have what what do you have in the night what do you have what do you have well i got 
got a rod and it's hot, I drive it To pay the gas, I got a nine to five it The engine turns, keeps the heat alive for the ladies All the girls in pictures, girls in bars, yeah Everybody knows a girl requires a car And I drove one out to look up at the stars And she was like, Tom, do you ever notice the space that's in between the stars? And I was like, you know well, I seen a hole and I aim to fill it If that hole's got a heart, I got the means to thrill it The hole's got a heart, I got the means to fill it If that hole's got a heart Just keep the girls, keep the girls burning Just keep the girls, keep the girl girls burning Please keep the girls, keep the girl girls burning Cause they're, they're hot circles and they give me some hope, yeah Keep the girls, keep the girl girls burning Just keep the girls, keep the girl girls burning Please keep the girls, keep the girl girls burning Cause they're, they're long hair, baby babies are old, yeah um, You know, I see you walking down the street I'm driving in my car You, you look good to me Cause you, you look like a beacon of light Just beaming in the night and you feel safe So I'm like Hey baby You still exist on this planet Plenty of dark places baby And who knows What's lurking there I'm a man among the movements I fill in with a pretty face, yeah Light it up like a billboard on the hillside With a girl on the horizon Just keep your girls, keep your girl girls burning Just keep your girls, keep your girl girls burning Please keep your girls, keep your girl girls burning Cause they're, they're hot circles Give me, give me some hope, yeah Keep your girls, keep your girl girls burning Just keep your girls, keep your girl girls burning Please keep your girls, keep your girl girls burning Cause they're, they're long hair baby babies are up, yeah Oh, there we go. Uh, you're listening to Inkstead, CITR 101.9 FM. Um, I just wanted to do an acknowledgement this week because it is the Truth and Reconciliation Week here in Vancouver. Uh, yesterday I went to the PNE uh, for the opening of it. It was really interesting. And so I hope some UBC students who have the time off will actually pay attention to it, um, considering some of the stuff that's happened recently here on campus. It would be nice if folks got a little education um so recognition ink studs is broadcasted out of on uh out of citr and ubc which is on musqueam land in unceded coast salish territory so i'm done being serious guys okay oh uh, you go. just heard uh the blow what tom says about girls no you had particular things in mind uh for your music request for this oh definitely for today. definitely sexy mouth percusses <laughs> i don't know just stuff i like at night when i'm inking and drawing like to keep me going a hard bass beat which you apparently said sounds like farting but <laughs> that wasn't a bass bringing beat. Mu- that was a music fart beat. Br- bringing music criticism to a new <laughs> nader <laughs> <laughs> now you've been working on your list for a while uh your playlist? So i think since the first time i met you i was like i'm gonna be on that show one day <laughs> Wow, you got high aspirations. Just punched him in the stomach and walked away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I did. Oh, I'm going to be on the show one day. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
let's get a little bit of a background on Jen Vaughn. Uh, some people know some stuff about you. Some people just know you from being the fan of graphics person. Um, tell us about Jen that decided to, uh, from going to school in, you going to art school in Texas, was it? Mm-hmm. The same one that uh, Mr. Ware went to, as yes. well as Shannon Wheeler and the Hepcats guy that disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's Mr. Hepcats name? It was uh, Martin Wagner. Mart- Wagner. Mart- yeah. Not Matt Wagner. Yeah, Martin. Okay. <laughs> uh, the guy that did the things with the people with the cat heads. Not Lisa Hannawalt. The other person right. did the things with the cat heads. Uh, <laughs> Steve Galeshi. <laughs> <laughs> What was the decision to go to CCS? And for those that don't know it, CCS is the... Center for Cartoon Studies. Yes, in lovely rural Vermont, which you, going from not-so-wintry uh, Texas, <laughs> uh, were, were you quick to climatize? To... Absolutely. Um, I, uh, we, I grew up a lot moving around, um, like Las Vegas, all of Tornado Alley, New York, and we lived in Texas for a long time, and it was just horrible. Um like stuff catches on fire. It's just you know stuff. You know stuff doesn't grow out of the ground. You know that's why everyone eats just like cattle all the time. Stuff. That's your description of where you grow vegetables. Stuff catches ve- on fire. <laughs> the sky, like, the ground, like cars, human, people. Human combustion. Just yeah. Just it's. I bet the rates are higher there than anywhere else in the world because it's so hot. Because it's so hot. And the um, Satanism. You sure it's not too sexy? Yeah. Not not that kind of hot. Okay. Yeah. No. Not with all the dust flying around. Um. No. Um. I was at UT studying painting and printmaking. Um. With Lee Chesney and Troy Brontalk and a bunch of other people, uh, teachers there. And I got kind of uh, tired of, like, the bullshit that was behind the fine arts world. Not that there isn't bullshit everywhere, but the fact that, like, you know, you could work hard on something, but if you didn't have, like, a narrative or a story or a way to, like, concisely describe it, it can it just seems exist. to be a lot of the criticism. That's my, my wife's criticism with, with that is, is that the narrative can, certainly can outweigh the work. Absolutely, yeah. And then people would do stuff that like emulated the design on Urban Outfitters, like exactly. And then, but it was just like perfect for some of the critiques. And I was um, that, and also I felt like it wasn't very democratic, like to work so hard on a painting and have one person buy it and enjoy it in like the morning light or a afternoon thunderstorm. And that's what I like about comics, which I've been kind of drawing. I read Tim Doyle's amazing adult fantasies. Obviously, an appropriation of the title. He worked at the local funny papers. Uh, in Austin, Texas, and I was like, I think I want to do comics because everyone gets the same thing in the end, and how they experience it and react to it will be different, but they get the same product. So, oh, and then so, I took a couple years off of school, you know, worked in construction and payroll, you know, normal stuff. And how are your guns? <laughs> so good, so good. Um, shiny little Colts. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, oh, you mean my? Oh, you mean my muscles? Oh, yeah, your pipes. Yeah, they're they're ripped. Yeah, I can pick up anybody. I think I even picked up Brandon once, barely, though. It was like an inch off the floor. Jesus. Um, I think you did. He's a big guy. <laughs> he's like seven foot three. I marketed vegetables for a while. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Only the tasty ones, the yeah. right peppers. And I looked at a SBA, and their illustration is Visual Design Masters, uh, Ringling in Florida, and SCAD. And then um, someone, one of my friends actually did told me. Did you say Ringling? Ringling. Like the clown college it's also yes but no it's a uh, like also team, the clown division of comic books yeah <laughs> okay. no no like a uh, disney pulls straight out from them sometimes Those clowns. Oh, really? yeah i yeah. had no idea the, mo- the more you know um i'm sorry no it's okay uh but ccs someone suggested it to me that i um, had a friend on the internet and so i went and stayed with them which is you know not a first for most of people my age to stay with people they met on the internet scare your parents later 
and I loved it. I liked the small school, uh, 24 people per class, visiting artists or editors every week instead of like once a year and you're like fighting 200 other people to see them. Oh, crazy. And they had... I didn't it was that constant, ongoing. Oh, yeah. It's great. And that's also like they had all the binding equipment too. I mean, not that anyone's doing like a lot of comb-bound comics, but you know, there's like options and they, they teach you a bunch. Well, you it's go... probably really good just to have that ability to know how it works, to be able to make your own books. Absolutely, yeah. Going from a sketch to a finished book instead of just really crisp pages or a flash drive, thats that was the, the main thing that hooked me. Right. And I will continue to pay my loan off and love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not care. <laughs> that's always been my thing because I, I mentioned art school, the, the, the great thing for because I mean, a lot of it's stuff that you can, or on the art level, it's stuff that you can learn by yourself reading comics and everything. Mm-hmm. But you get the community if you go to a thing like that, especially if you're someplace like Texas or you know Oklahoma we were talking about earlier. <laughs> And, um, but, but it's always difficult because there's that weird thing of the, it does co- it is really expensive. I went out to, I did a, a short teaching thing at a, at a comic school and, um. Was that the one in Georgia? Yeah. Um. SCAD? Yeah. SCAD, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the weird SCAD. thing there is I realized, like, <laughs> I could go there and teach easier than I could be a student because I just couldn't afford it. Yeah. And it's that weird thing that if you're going to do indie comics, especially, like, it's very financially problematic to be able to have to pay off loans forever oh absolutely our um life drawing teacher is a medical illustrator and he kept talking about how much he wanted to go to the school um and uh you know just couldn't afford it not that any of us could really but yeah family loans and yeah the middle of nowhere vermont so although rent was kind of expensive i was surprised they told me how much <clears throat> you're paying yeah it's like yeah. i guess you have no choice yeah yeah that's what that's most we call it noc no other choice. The knock on the door. Listen, do you think it's do you think it's kind of worth the trade off of having the, the the big fines? Absolutely, for me at least. I because yeah, I could draw at home as much as I wanted, but I wanted community and I wanted to learn some skills fast. Um, I'm not sure if all those skills sunk in, but <laughs> um, I always worry sometimes because some, I worry that some of the teachers couldn't. They're teaching things to get people to live off of that they don't live off of themselves without teaching. Oh, uh, but most of them can like. Jason Lutz and James Sturm, and like they. I'm sure if Bissett actually put out comics. Yeah, he um, which he's starting to do again. But yeah, oh, uh, and it, it's more that they like they wanted more community themselves, and like and they they're such people people that they wanted to foster it. Michelle Ollie as well, who is the other co-founder with James, who is a designer and like teaches a lot about the design and like setting up an art show and like all that sort of fun. Because you ended up um, almost being part of the the staff there, right after a while. Um. Not, I mean, I just would occasionally come in and do guest speaking. Well, but what are you doing, like running the library? Yeah, I worked at the Schultz Library. I worked there for four years. Um, so basically, they pay you in peanuts. <laughs> yeah, I love that Schultz money. Um, <laughs> that was great. I, I, I mean, I read a lot of comics that I wouldn't have. Omaha Cat Dancer. Yeah. You just did that just for Brandon. Kate Worley. Yeah, no, it's for me. Omaha gets kind of boring at the end, but the, the the really fascinating story is kind of how. The, you know about the creator dynamic with Omaha? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't actually know she had died, though. Like, yeah. I know that was like a decade ago. But... Yeah, so this, this yeah, man Yeah, they this like, woman... got in an argument. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, I was just saying. So there's a couple that started the book, Reed Waller and Kate Worley. Yeah. Worley, yeah. Yeah, and then they broke up. The book went on pause. Uh, she married another <laughs> no guy. Intended. They They started the book up again. She ended up dying. And him, the, the artist and the, uh, the writer's uh, widower continued the comic together yeah this erotic furry comic yeah it was a cat stripper which is really weird and dynamic yeah i also read things like nancy and crazy cat and eggman's not just 
furry comics. You had, but you have like, <laughs> if, you have, if you have chocolate, 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 Nancy next to you and Omaha the Cat Dancer, which are you going to read? Oh, man. No, you just read them together. You just stack one yeah. on top of the other. Nancy's the kind of thing, like, you can read. It takes a second to read it. So any, you just like, oh, I need a Nancy break. Yeah. I'm done. A <laughs> Nancy break. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was funny. <laughs> Don't mock me. Are there... Oh, I, I did it must be really interesting to read like uh hicksville in a comic book library environment yeah it was like on the top it was like in number 10 of everyone's list hicksville by dylan horrocks and uh i had never actually read it so i went into the library and i was like oh yeah i was like oh my god yes this is and then it was kind of like we live in our own hicksville are there any books that like really changed your mm-hmm. perception of comics while you were there um well i started reading a bunch right before i went that weren't just because i kind of grew up on DC Wildstorm Image Comics. Jen really <laughs> likes Gen 13. <laughs> yeah, she's actually legally changed her name to Gen 13. That's right. I, I actually used the, a G to spell Gen for is two Is that years. why you put pink in your hair to be like the... Yes. Who's it, who in Roxy. Gen 13? Uh, Roxy, Roxy Freefall. Freefall. Her yep. power is... Uh, <laughs> she basically has the power of the... Of the of Alex Powers from Power Pack, the like <laughs> gravity thing. Yeah, she can she can levitate herself and a few other things, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Their or she powers can... are so useless; they don't really do like well, grunge. That's, and... Well, that's what teens have: Slight, a small disposable <laughs> income and the scorn of others. Like, Whoa, you pa- just blew my mind. <laughs> 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 Gen thirteen says so much about each other. <laughs> um, I forgot what you asked. <laughs> oh, comics that were really formative aside from Gen oh, thirteen um, and the cross <laughs> Kim Deitch's Alias the Cat blew me away oh, nice, yeah. and creeped the shit out of me. Like, I was uncomfortable reading it. cat has a human penis. Yeah, well, among other things. <laughs> but, yeah. Among other things? <laughs> yeah. Like, what else do you need? Deviousness. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it was, I couldn't not finish it because I didn't want that. You know, when you don't finish a movie or a book sometimes, if you do, or, you know, you can't see the end of it, you have that little tail in your brain and yeah. you kind of figure out multiple endings. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't spend that. I have a really early childhood memory of reading a comic of his where it was a drug dealer that had a bag that said, here's the shit. And the cat gets the bag and dumps the drugs out and takes a shit in it and hands it to the guy. <laughs> and that was like, I saw that when I was like 13 or something. or 12. That, I think that gag stuck with you as far as like That's your whole one. approach to comics. That was, in, yeah. that was in Raw Magazine. Yeah, I think in some of the all ages stuff that I hadn't really seen before, like Spiral Bound by Aaron Rainier, I was just kind of yeah. like, I really like that this is great on multiple levels. Like... Because, yeah, once again, I was not Have really... you read his recent book? The Walker Bean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, it was colored by Alec Longstreth. And... Who was an instructor at... Yeah. Oh, nice. And my friend Sam Carbaugh did a little bit. Oh, I don't know if that's... Yeah, that, was really a, that was really a fun book. <laughs> yeah. So, you, sh- you guys should find those books. <laughs> yeah, they are very good. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rainier is a fine talent. Yeah. Oh, and also reading Friends comics. My friend John Chad used to say, like, to smell the sweat in other people's work. And I totally <laughs> agree. Like... Getting a friend's comic and reading it, it's a it's a different way to read, honestly. And the the act of reading is so pleasurable. That's why I wasn't really a great critic. I think TCJ tried to hire me, and I wrote a couple reviews, and Dan Adel kept sending them back with like, <laughs> "You you spent two paragraphs talking about your <clears throat> bath in this one." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just like he was like no anecdotes, and like and like he crossed out everything, and it was basically a description, a summary of the book. <laughs> oh. It was but, made out of paper. But yeah. It is fun to kind of get that experience of things. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you got to think about that when you make your own work about how much it colors it, how someone gets it. Yeah, that's what my friend, my friends, or a couple people told me about Avery Fatbottom was their, like, 
I can tell you a lot of fun writing this because it's a lot of fun to read. And yeah, like, oh, it does really have that like. It feels personal and light at the same time. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking about with the experience of going into into the school there is just how immersive it is right into the comics community, which you don't really find. Oh yeah. The, to the same level of that one because you're saying you have these revolving amounts of large revolving amounts of uh instructors coming in just for you know a couple of days and stuff and gives you a chance like because there's so few of you to really network and i wonder how that's been for you beneficial because uh on your list of things (laughs) you did include schmoozing (laughs) uh and, and and kind of how that set you up with your own comics uh career and kind of getting into the comics industry it not just as a cartoonist but also as a working professional um, for a publisher, Um, how beneficial it was to have that. I think it was partially key. I mean, you get to meet people every week, and you wouldn't always line up to talk to them after their talk. You know, you'd pick and choose. Like, I think Jesse Recklaw was one of the first, and then, like, Rick Leonardi, who was a penciler, like, Mm Spider-Man 2099. I like his stuff. Yeah, yeah. um, Oh, he designed the city. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so it was like an actual city that had landmarks and things? This guy knows. <laughs> I know my 2099. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We like to call Brandon Ravage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, Spider Man was the only one I really read. Oh, awesome. Uh, yay, Sorry, no. No, no, no. Um, uh, Warren but, Ellis is really upset at you right now. Which one did he do? Doom 2099. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll, oh, well. I'll you know, get to the next life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they also they would have, like, you know, hour and a half talk or whatever and you could do portfolio reviews sometime but they would also then you know invite them out to the bar and I think that's honestly a big part of it is there's always the convention and then there's bar con and it's you know meeting people talking about similar interests that have nothing to do with comics waiting for them to say and what are you working on which is a the thing I see a lot with new people in comics that have their first book which no offense isn't normally printable if it's your first thing you've ever done you haven't seen October yet Okay, well. It's horrible. Oh, yeah. Is it at your, is it at your house? Uh, yeah. If no, I break in? I had the embarrassing thing where it started getting published when I was 19. Oh, okay. And, yeah, anyway. He, oh. He'd post pictures of himself shirtless in the back of his comics. Oh, now i got to buy these, so. It's a different time, man. Yeah. Not to make it weird. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, so I guess pro tip. I think it just got go, weird in here. What the hell? There's a giant guy with a. A bear suit. Kind oh, yeah. of. So the, 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 he can't fit through the door. There's he's going to the student the union. College that we the experience that we walked through here. They're doing their what is it called? It's like it looks like a college version of a convention today. It's like all the different university clubs. Yeah. And because the students aren't in, in class these couple of days, because supposed to go in the reconciliation thing, they're all here on campus uh, joining the clubs. This is actually uh, perfect. Uh, I used to so tabling is a big part of conventions, as you guys oh, know, yes. and. I when I was in Texas at UT, I actually tabled for Voices for Choice. It was like a, the Planned Parenthood student group, so we believed in like, you know, free contraceptives, age appropriate, um, sex education. That's why you gave me condoms today when we went. It's exactly yeah. But I told him, I told Stay you not safe. Yeah, I was like, don't put them in your pocket though, because the proteins will denature and the rubber will break. I so. got cold pockets. That's, <laughs> That's the thing you need to know about Brandon me. Graham, Brandon Cold Pockets Graham. Yeah. That kind of sounds like a the gross thing, dessert. Hot pockets, though. Is that like how yeah. you get the stranger? Yeah. Um, oh, but, go ahead. Oh yeah. So one day I was going to set up my table with like the condoms and the lube and like the contact your senator, and these like eight uh, black SUVs came like drove by and I saw a little crimson and gold, uh, and I was like, oh right, the Dalai Lama. He must be going to the airport because he had been to UT, and I didn't have like two days to sit out like 
and sleep in front of the ticket booth to get tickets. So I sat at my table. I'm right next to young conservatives of Texas. Those <laughs> assholes. Excuse me. So those uh, founders well, of society. We're or, in Canada. Oh, yeah. Okay. With their, like, white press shirts tucked into their, like, white jeans and their cowboy boots. And, white um, jeans. Well, like, light denim. No sorry. one likes that. Yeah. White on white on white. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, eight suits start walking towards me, like, in this, like, little huddle like the Triceratops do with their kids. And uh, all of a sudden, I nice. see crimson and gold again. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the Dalai Lama. And I, like, smile and wave at him. And he, like, smiles and waves and, like, walks over to me. He starts looking at the table. And he's like, oh, are these for sale? I'm, like, looking down, and I see, like, cola-flavored condoms, strawberry kiwi <laughs> lube, purple grape Dalai dent- Lama's not about yeah. getting his freak on. <laughs> I, I don't even know if he knows what a dental his band swerve. is. Huh? Oh, he knows what a dental band is. <laughs> yeah. You don't reach enlightenment without... <laughs> yeah. So I asked, I said, no, they're not for sale. Hey. I asked him if he wanted any. And then in the back of my head, I was like, wait a minute. This did, guy's, did, this did guy's just, celibate. Did this I guy's... just wink at the Dalai Lama and yeah. ask if he wants any? Yeah, yeah. And so he just like was like, oh, no, thank you. And then continued on to the young conservatives who were like spitting at my feet because they, yeah. they knew he was celibate. Yeah. But not I. That was it. Well, yeah, the uh, Catholic priest supposed to be celibate, too. <laughs> I didn't mean the way you may think. I think I'm going to do a song break. All right. It's a little Mates of State. Mates of State. That's yes. what you want. That's what we'll do. Oh. Feel free to call in. Right, guys? Oh, uh, yeah. After where, the... Uh, where are all my fake friends? <laughs> if no, you would like... interviewing you. <laughs> if you would like to call in and ask Jen a question, the phone number here is 604-822-2487. Or you can tweet at me, at Inkstuds on Twitter. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll try and take a couple calls after the song break. You can wait all night, I'll never stop complaining. As I look into those eyes, I can't behave. Cause this song's not right, it's a legend that you're after. 
All right, we're back. You guys stop talking to each other. Uh, <laughs> except CITR 101.9 FM, I guess this week is the Genya, Gen Vaughn. <laughs> the Genya's her Twitter Gen handle. Gen 13 Vaughn. Yeah, sorry. There we go. And I am joined by, uh, I'm going to call you a co-host, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Graham, the co-host for the day. That means you get a free beer. Beard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Marion Churchland. <laughs> 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 and uh, we have a caller in, yes. so I'm going to bring them up. Uh, have we got you there, Asher? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You got a question for uh, for Jen, or an uh, outrageous statement, or uh, a general... Uh... Well, I, I feel her pain at winding up next to the conservatives at club day. <laughs> I've, I've been there, and it's no fun. You're in Vermont, right? I'm not. Oh. Uh, I'm actually at UBC Okanagan. The, uh, oh, okay, sorry. Campus. Oh, okay. Sorry, the, the, the classier UBC campus. Cla- no, we've just got more ski bums, I think. <laughs> well, you're, hopefully your frosh weeks aren't as uh, fraught with uh I don't know, I saw perilous. a banana wearing a Rasta hat on the way in here. Our, our frosh weeks have been complained about in great volume. So. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> Apparently it's pretty boring for week. Well, better boring than uh, what we've been doing here. Uh, awesome. People just UBC uh, or Google UBC in Frosh Week. And find out. Oh, there goes the bear again. He's walking by again. It's horrifying. Uh, Google shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a question, Asher? I do. Well, I'm, I'm in the fourth year of my Bachelor of Fine Arts right now. Um, thinking about grad school. And CCS is definitely in like the top three on my list. Um, SVA in New York City is, is another one. So, Jen, if you were to convince me to go somewhere for grad school, where would that be? Well, I'd actually convince you to take a year or two off in between okay. and get... I'm sure you've had a job in high school mm-hmm. and maybe in college. I don't know how old you are. You sound yeah, pretty young. Um, uh, and actually work a job so you understand what you are not doing when you're than in grad school. Like you, appre- good. <laughs> you appreciate the time so much more. You aren't just going to piss in the wind. And you actually will, I mean, you'll learn a little bit more about scheduling yourself too. Like if you only have time at night or on the weekends. And also to like save some money for grad school as well. That's honestly what my suggestion yeah. would be. I pulled an amazing scam where I moved to New York and just hung out with SVA students and never paid any money. That is also <laughs> something you could do. So, we have some friends. I had a friend, Rachel Foss, who was going to go to CCS and then couldn't get all the money, but she's in a, she's a, she's going to be very good very soon. Uh, she's in Chicago, but she came out and like, you know, we hung out with her and I taught her how to use InDesign and do some other stuff. And so she, I mean, it was totally worth it for her. So you could always move to the area first and work. the community is such a big part and you can also oh, just yeah. like vampire techniques off of people. Like exactly. all of my friends that I learned everything from went to art school. Yeah. You could always audit some classes too while you're there. They're, or, you know, intern and help out. So then you can go to the classes. But I definitely think you should not go straight from undergrad to grad school. More just so you appreciate the time and, and use it properly. Cool. Yeah. Sound advice. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for calling in, Asher. Thank you. Yeah. And enjoy another week of school. <laughs> <laughs> I will do my best. All right. Um, you know, it's, uh, when Brandon says just hanging out with his friends, he's talking about like some fancy meat house boys like Farrell Dalrymple and Tomer Hanuka and TV's James Jean and Tom, <laughs> Tom Herpick of Adventure Time and, uh, yeah. Young Dash Shaw. There's a lot to learn from those guys. <laughs> oh, Dash yeah, no. is probably listening right now and he's gonna 
Send an email directly to you. Yes. No, that would really... That was the, that's the kind of scary thing is, is going to school or any community. It's like like that's almost picking your community if you're going to go a year. Like that's your... I remember Adash was, had kind of a, a frustrating thing, I think, because he wasn't enrolled with a lot of people who he kind of clicked with as cartoonists. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've met some other cartoonists that were there that year that were really good, but... But I remember at the time he was he was dealing. But that, that's the thing, just kind of being in that Meat House community, he was able to deal with Farrell and Tomer and all the guys that were already graduated or much older. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I got along with my class a lot, um, class of 2010. And there's actually a film about it called Cartoon College. I was going to say we should talk about uh, that. Yeah. But um, I, I clicked with the class under me a great deal. I lived with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we had a little place called Muff Mansion. And, like, Nomi Kane, Beth Hetland, Betsy Swardlick in that class were, like, my jam. And then Panina Swardlick. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Panina Gal um, was a couple years older than us. And uh, they were totally the people that I wanted to uh, be with all the time and, like, bounce ideas off of. Um, and Laura Terry. Because we definitely, we wouldn't um, cunt coddle each other. we just, you know, switch stories and, like, tell each other what was wrong and did why. Did you say cunt coddle? I did. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got you to stop drawing for a second, so. <laughs> <laughs> spat out my my <laughs> earl gray tea the devil you say <laughs> i think a glass broke somewhere um mm. so yeah did you want me that well um the the experience of like kind of going through school and at the same time being filmed seems a little yeah uh looking back unreal. on it i was like yeah that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do but uh it was uh it was just the last semester of uh two years at a school so a fourth of it was filmed um, along with some other people's experiences, and you know they wouldn't—they didn't do a lot of the teacher-student interaction outside of school. So the movie made it look like they're very separate interactions. So it's like I would go and play music at Alec Longstreth's house every weekend. He played guitar. We'd have a drum on the computer. Played the jug. I played the keyboard, sir, and then we both <laughs> sing. We were very good. Uh, <laughs> the <played a> jug. <laughs> like you know, people would babysit for like James and Michelle's kids, and we'd all hang out and eat dinner. And um, yeah, it's because it was a small community, so. I don't think that, and Steve would have a movie night, and James or Jason Lutz had game night. So those were like things nice. you would go to every week. It's funny that comic books has this reputation as being this like lone solitary thing, and and I found that doing it for a living and doing it for a lifestyle choice is like it's very much the opposite. Where a lot of times you have to like, I'm gonna. I'm oh my gonna, god! Yeah, you have to tell people no. I had to tell yeah. more people no to hang out since I started. I said I was, I'm a cartoonist, or I will be a cartoonist, pen to paper. And it's kind of fun, but it's also like, yeah, sometimes you have to be like, yeah, my butt in my chair. Of Portland is it's just like the convention never ends. Yeah, exactly. You just be like drunk all the time, like yeah. stumbling from like Rachel Edden's house to Brett Warnock's to like who the hell knows John Shork now that he's back. So. You, here, I think you dropped some names. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> those are my friends. I'm I, just fucking. <laughs> we already got Brandon name dropping. Uh, or I name dropped on Brandon. Uh, oh God, you guys got to clean that. I haven't off. even begun to name drop. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of drop, dropping, Brandon is a human being and immortal on this earth because a bird shat on him earlier today when we were eating. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. I missed my sandwich. Though. Yeah, That's thank God. <laughs> was that a great sandwich? That was a good. Was Finches a good is good. Oh, I saw the best thing today that I have to tell the world about. Wait, oh yes. <laughs> on the bus on the way down, <laughs> it, it was just like it was like this this really like posed moment that was that was perfect where I just saw a guy walking into a bar and flicking a cigarette, and another guy just like standing at the door just picked up the cigarette from the ground and started smoking it really casually. <laughs> and it was I just, told you it's like a hanky code for him though, probably. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess oh, wait, you is got there it. a Renaissance fair hanky code? Oh yeah. Oh. 
Did you not read my book? Well, there's the uh, the tales of who you've uh, oh, yeah, yeah. who you've uh, Sorry, mated that's right. with. That's, but that's... Um, yeah, no, it's not like if you like redo your corset. <laughs> that's right. Like a uh, shoestring is like. Oh pink. yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean to get so yeah. belligerent. What was yeah. the last run fair you went to? Oh man, it was in. It was the Robin Hood one in Connecticut, I think, and it was. Um, I went with my um, the puppeteer that I work with um, in Mardi Gras um, in New Orleans and perform with. And we went, um, he was incognito that day. So just like a bright yellow shirt and like b- polka dot bow tie, bowler hat, red pants. Like he was just like, <laughs> I'm dressed like a normal person. Nice. Yeah, G- Gabriel Q is my favorite person. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a normal person today, guys. Like flicks his hat off. Um, <laughs> yeah. And my. Uh, Did you oh. permanently do like the cockeyed eyebrow thing? Like, hey. Yeah. No, Uh-oh. he's. Yeah, but everyone recognized him even though he wasn't wearing his normal. That's weird. Puppet <laughs> he didn't have puppets on his uh, yeah. He yeah. still did <laughs> it's, it's like, how do you recognize, uh, you know, Green Lantern when he has a mask mm-hmm. on? Oh, I'm you sorry. guys. Oh, you guys are so cute with your ideas of puppetry. It's not marionettes. It's uh, like full body spectacle costumes. Like ones where he's a he's a baby with a giant diaper and a giant bottle full of candy. <laughs> Brandon's like <laughs> looking at me. He's like, uh. and occasionally he would like. This is just one example. Yeah. He would have like he would have a tantrum and a fit and like poop out a bunch of candy on the ground for kids. That's nice. I that think he good. just became my favorite person in the world. Yeah, yeah. And then you do the ones where he has like the mock a hobby horse and like fake legs, and so it looks like he's riding the horse. Oh yeah. But uh, he's like a, good look. a variety of like queens and jesters and there's nice. one in Avery Fat Bottom. I went to Renaissance my mother would bring me to Renaissance Fair as oh, a child. She's a very smart lady. That's why I, I really respect like, women. <laughs> <laughs> you have not read his comics. I do think yeah. Um but yeah, so I haven't been to one as adult, so I can't really imagine them. And I we remember being terrified of the guy who was there had like a fake a fake uh, beggar there. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. The, oh, it's always it's always the dung smith or the shit hound or whatever. Like, <laughs> whatever they call them. Yeah. And they're, they're I was thinking they're about always... going to school for being a shit hound. <laughs> no. Yeah. They, they scare children partially because they're dirty and partially because they like they're always trying to get like hit me with this stick, boy. And you're like, I don't know. Thanks. And like, hit me, hit me as hard as you can. And that like, sounds Geez. even more disturbing than what I run into. Yeah. No. There's always yeah. Or um, I witnessed like a man and a wolf had like a wolf hat on. I don't know, like nice. a plucky orphan from a Kevin Cannon comic, maybe, but um, sorry, Far Arden, um, which is amazing. I, um, I know it. Okay, uh, but yeah, he had like this like scary, like scary uh, wolf head on, like you know, it looked like it was eating his face, and he was like talking all gravelly to this kid and not leaving him alone, and so the kid starts crying, and the woman's complaining, and that's part of the Renaissance fame. Yeah, <laughs> creative people that are in there like. that are you know reenacting things, and like people, it's like, well, your kid obviously can't handle it. He could have read some body signals that have been like, no. Yeah. Let's go bother those teenage girls. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what he's into, man. Yeah, yeah. Totally not. Crying children. Gets the days going. Absolutely. Um. Oh, Robin, have I discussed with you recently about how Barry Blair did... No, Logan's okay. We're changing comic. the topic. We're not talking about Do the fucking Blair. Logan's Run comic. <laughs> All right, I, we should probably talk about <laughs> <laughs> Jen, Jen gave me a topic. <laughs> I did actually want it to lead up to that um, because you, you, you put schmoozing on your um, on your list. And we're going to live that down. No, you're, you're not. That, that, that's, I, I really wish Tom Spurgeon listened to the show. I know he doesn't, <laughs> but if he did, Tom Spurgeon does the Comics Reporter website, the, the best pre- comics premiere. blog. <laughs> Um, it's that one of two that I read and respect. You might read my, you might listen to this one. 
We'll see. Tom, <laughs> I hope you're listening. Um, one of the things we talked about in the past is how folks uh, have asked you about doing, like, for lack of a better term, ambassador of comics and, like, promoting comics. And um, because you're good at schmoozing, because you're a charismatic person, um, and and how for you uh, that you kind of feel about that with, like, balancing that with staying creative and keeping comics as a focus. Because you are creating. You're making comics you have a stack of uh adventure time pages you're working on right now you've got the cartosia tales on kickstarter um (laughs) Um, it's definitely a a hard balance that i've had over a year to get used to it and i think partially because i've seen some people and it's like it's i don't want to say it's a talent but it's definitely like something you have to get good at because when i meet people i Generally, I genuinely like them, and mm-hmm. partially I think because I moved around so much, so I didn't have a lot of friends, <laughs> and I'm like super excited now because conventions are like constant, like summer camps, family reunions, proms, whatever the hell you want to compare them to, other than you know uh, people with a bunch of dead trees <laughs> hanging out. Um, and uh, way to make it a bummer. Dan. Sorry, no, I would say you know what I mean. Like with amazing this is why creative, you couldn't live in Rivendell, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, that's okay. Um, I'm a warrior anyway. Um, uh, And I think it's just, you know, like, keeping up with people. And I'm sure things like Google Glass will help most other people with this eventually. Like, it'll read their, you know, it'll, like, walk up and it'll be like, Robin McConnell, the, you know, host of Ink Suds. The last time you saw him was X, Y, and Z. Ask him about this. Yeah, well, no, but I think that's, like, that's the kind of thing that I have to constantly remember when I'm working. It's like, when did I last see them? And, like, you know, and, like... Obviously, we talk via email a bunch, but um, in Fanagraphics, I think that is one of the few companies I could actually work for because I respect and enjoy reading everything they make, which is another big part because there's nothing have like... Have you read Crackor? I have read Crackor and Femisaur. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it fem- which is worse? Crackor, obviously. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it because Femisaur has, has dinosaurs with sexy... Absolutely. It's outside the realm of possibilities. So. And doesn't feature uh, Larry Reed as a character. Oh yeah, yes. Larry Reed is the character that Pete Bag based um, Stinky from Hate and Alpha. Yes. who is a real human being who works at the Panographic Store. Yes, he's the, runs it. He's the curator of the yeah manager of the comic book store in Georgetown, which you're welcome to visit anytime. And he's in Crackor. He's also in like <laughs> Marbles by Ellen Forney and some other ones, but yeah, Crackor. Um, I can't even remember what I was saying, but that was basically it. You know, you were um, saying that you liked everything they published, and I said you don't like Crackor. Yeah, and I. <laughs> I had, to, I had to. You tell him my top. There's them. that one issue of Silky Whip that you're not that into. <laughs> I haven't read that actually. Oh, I need to get on it. It's not, um, oh, I need to crack the it. New, the Newman stuff. Oh, you know, Bondage Fairies. That's the that's the hotness right there. Yeah, we've got some original pages from stuff downstairs that I'm always just like, what are we doing with these? Like like, like what? Um, I think there's some Buffy the Vampire layer down there, and uh, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire you can, layer. Yeah. You could you could accidentally lose those with uh, some of us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just happen to like come over the border. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I don't know if I want to try. That'd be great if the comp real defense one had to defend Buffy the Vampire layer. <laughs> It'd be worse if I were in detention so and they like, had to like help me on both it. sides yeah. of the. <laughs> yeah. You're on your own, Jen. Yeah, yeah. She she's lost to the ether. Um, but yeah. Um, plus working with people like. Eric Reynolds, Mike Bear, and Jack Cohen is an absolute pleasure. Eric is my kind of my new mentor, I think, like Michelle Ollie was at CCS. Um, he's, he's a fine man. He's very good. He's um, very thoughtful and works hard. And, um, yeah, just 
everything he says is great. So I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> now we're nearing the end of our uh, our hour here, mm-hmm. the Ink Studs Hour of Power. And so I just want to remind folks of some of the work that you have that's coming out. Um, pay attention to me, Jen. Oh, sorry. I was showing a picture of the dirty pair that I'm drawing. <laughs> <laughs> So you have Cartosia Tales coming out, mm-hmm. uh, Every Fat Bottom, which is on Comixology. Yes. And when you're working on an Adventure Time short story. The Spooktacular comes out in October sometime. And then I have another, st- and that story was written by the amazing and handsome Kevin Church um, from Boston and Reliable Comics. And then the next one I wrote um, and then drew was with Eric Henriksen, who uh, is one of the art, he's the editor at the Portland Mercury. Okay. Weekly, so both terribly funny men which is actually why i wanted to do projects with them because i I couldn't stop laughing like or i can't anytime i hang out with them so yeah thank you so much well thank you jen for coming in and you can check out jen's uh twitter feed at the genya uh as well as comicscurator.tumblr.com any other sites i should mention cartosia.com there we go cartosia c-a-r-t-o-z-i-a and check out the fat bottom when that one's up right thank you yes every fat bottom just just google that in google that type that in google every fat bottom brandon it's always a pleasure thank you thank (laughs) you canada When I shake it in your face Now don't you wanna tape a booty shaking on your tape So show it to your boys and see the look on all their face I move it to the left, move it to the right Double time, double time, I show them what they like Look at it, look at it, slow motion freeze Stop for the camera, paparazzi wanna see cheese Hello, hey, how you doing? I shake it like this, now let me see if you could do it Drop, 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 drop it on the one Shake, 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 their faces all stunned If you got it, got it, got it, then move it kinda fast The boys all gas while they try to make Pass. Whistle while you work. Go ahead, do your dirt, even if you like to flirt. Lift up your skirts, then turn them out. One leg, go, go ahead, shake it out. Through the dough, no. step aside. My thighs like fries, we the size of super size. Milkshake, go with that shake. Show do, baby. Milkshake, go with that shake. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now first you bend over, put your hands on your hips, then you make a stank face, then gon' let it whip. Whip it like mom's with your, with your back then, then uh, catch your breath, then start it up again. One minute, two minute, three minutes, stop. Everybody drop like the hand from the cops. Hey, yo. There will be no fights, though, it's out the club, cause we ain't turning on the lights. Uh-huh. 